Howdy. Hey, everybody. How goes it? I'm sick. Aw. Better get healthy for Saturday. I will be healthy by Saturday. <laughs> you sound wonderful. <laughs> you know, I I thought I could sleep it off this afternoon, um, but no, that wasn't the case. And I mean, I would rather obviously be sick now because Saturday is going to be nuts. Well, I applaud you for showing up and doing this, even though you're sick. Yeah, as long as everybody doesn't mind the uh, sniffles and the coughs and the drippy nose. I don't. Are they going to hear the drips? <laughs> it might. <laughs> that that good, huh? Uh huh. Well, happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's 2019. Yeah, happy New Year. You're sick. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. New Year, new me. <laughs> I don't think that's how it's supposed to work, but I guess. You should publish that online as the new thing, as a new year, new me. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. Episode number 49 of the Common Ground Football Podcast. Playoffs. Playoffs? We, uh... I have made it to the postseason. The regular season is over and done with. It's gone. It's long gone. And now it's time for the more fun. It's time for the big dance. The big dance. And what's cool is, uh, like we had hoped, uh, your team was already, well, both of our teams were locked in already. We just didn't, we knew your seating. We didn't know the Seahawks quite yet. Uh, but we got our wish, and we get a Seattle at Dallas playoff game. Sure do. So whoever we paid off to uh, write the script for this season, they get a bonus. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was well done. So uh, it's very exciting. But uh, in this episode, we're going to have a ton of fun. We got uh, as much fun as we can with Mr. Sicky over here. Mr. Ill. <laughs> We're going to, maybe that just means more talking for me, which is a bummer for all of you listeners. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'll go over there's the week 17 games. I mean, really and honestly, they don't, they don't matter, but they, you know, there were some things, there were some things, there were some things that need to be discussed that came out of 17. So we'll, we'll talk about those. We do have some uh, fun NFL stuff to go over because black Monday actually started Sunday evening. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so there's definitely some uh, some coaches to uh, go over, coaching vacancies, and one quarter of the league needs a head coach. Isn't that unbelievable? Uh, that's 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 called uh that's called downsizing in a lot of companies. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we'll do that, and then we're gonna go crazy. We're gonna talk about Wild Card Weekend. We get one episode to talk about a gigantic game, uh, and we're gonna break it down and have some fun with it, and really talk about what we expect to see from our teams and word uh, and of course we'll pick the game uh if you know and the other games that'll be playing and uh and then we're gonna have the most fun back on episode one uh, week one episode 32 ish 32 i think we made a couple of bold predictions (laughs) we sure did uh right at the start of the season we made a couple bold predictions and we predicted some division winners and some uh, playoff and you know, some things we did not get right. Nope. Not at all. Not at Buffalo, all. Buffalo, really? <laughs> Dude, I'm an idiot. Trust me. <laughs> and then there's some things that surprisingly, uh, we have a psychic in the room, apparently. 
somebody got right. So we'll, we'll go through that. Uh, yeah, pick winners and then uh, get the hell out of here and look forward to a fun, exciting game on Saturday. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So let's just jump right in. Week 17. You or me, buddy? I'll go first. You want to go first yeah, as usual? Shit. Well, you don't have to, but damn, if you want to. God, so obviously, <laughs> poor, yeah, poor guy. I'm telling you now. <laughs> if you have uh, issues listening to people sniffle and all that, I'm sorry. Maybe just read the uh, read the uh, the uh, summary. This that, will be the first episode I get fully transcri- transcribed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that you can just go and get the the transcription and and uh, and figure out what he said. Subtitles. Oh yes. <laughs> um, so week 17, Dallas uh, finishes at New York. Um, going into that game, Dallas was already locked into the fourth seed. Uh, they couldn't do any damage. Um, the only thing that they could do damage is obviously play somebody, and they were to get hurt. Uh, thankfully, it didn't. That didn't happen in this game. Um, I mean, we had one Leighton Vander Esch bruised shin. Maybe he he seems to be fine. He's a stud. He'll be fine. Um, but Dallas goes up to New York, um, and, and for being a meaningless game, it was pretty. I mean, it was an exciting game. Um, you know, di- division games are always that way. It doesn't matter what division they're. I mean, they're always that way. Um, you know, New York. They don't obviously have anything to play for, but want to. You know, they everybody wants to beat Dallas, or everybody wants to beat their division rival. No, everybody wants to beat Dallas. Um, yeah, <laughs> but. Um, Dallas pulls off the the win with the late fourth quarter drive by Mr. Uh, Dak Prescott in a uh, very gorgeous throw to Mr. Cole Beasley in the back of the end zone. Dallas takes that uh, takes that game thirty six thirty five. Now some things to take from that. Um, that's I mean, well I guess we'll start on the offense. So obviously, uh, Tyron Smith sat. Um, you know. Going into this game, Garrett said anybody who's healthy is going to play, um, excluding Zeke. Now, obviously, um, why was he so special with, with a with a player with a player like that who um, is dominating in touches, you know, and carries and just everything? I mean, he's he may not be injured as far as like a you know twisted ankle or or whatever, but he's I mean, running backs are constantly getting hit, so. Um, you know, I'm sure he's a little sore. A little um, bit. so they decided to sit him, which had no problem. I mean, sitting, sitting him whatsoever. Let's get him fresh. And, and he said, he said just the other day, um, you know, usually I don't feel ready to go again until Friday night, maybe even Saturday. But, um, on Monday he was re- He was ready to go. He's ready to, to, um, face that Seattle defense. Um, but, uh, Zeke sat, uh, Tyron Smith, he sat. Uh, Zach Martin, who's who has dealt with some knee injuries this year, um, if he had to play, if he had to play this game, um, he would have been able to play. But they decided to sit him, and um, the one the one person after all that. I mean, obviously, if you're you're missing two of your all pro offensive linemen and your running back all pro running back isn't playing, um, there were some thoughts that maybe Dak Prescott wouldn't be playing, and he said. Uh, from the beginning of the week, I want to play this entire game. And um, to the surprise of a lot of people, he actually did. He played the entire game. And to the, uh, like, 
fury of a lot of people. Yeah, there. Some I mean, there was a mad. Yeah, and, and, and I don't understand that. I mean, you saw it in uh, 2016. You know, Dallas got that first round by, and when that game came around, the deck looked rusty. The offense looked rusty, um, and it took them up until the you know the end of the third quarter, fourth quarter of that game to to finally start um, hitting on all cylinders and. I really think that that Dak's the kind of player that wants to just just keep keep rolling, keep the rhythm, keep moving. And um, what this game turned into was damn near his best game that he's had as strictly, I mean, as a passer. Um, he finished with uh, four TDs and over 380 yards. And I, I want to say probably about as the second most he's thrown um, – in his career, I, I can't remember for sure, but um, for not having a well, so you know, obviously, when everybody talks about Dak, knocks on him are um, he's a game manager, he's got an all pro running back, he has a great offensive line. In this game, he had none of that. He didn't have Zeke, he didn't have Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, obviously, has been out all year, um, but didn't have Tyron Smith. Um, and then at some point, and a couple points of the game, you know, you had um, Cam Fleming in there. And you saw what he was able to do. And by uh, by way of that, you saw the, I guess you could say, breakout game for Blake Jarwin, which was awesome to see. Um, which And it was also weird during that, too, because so Blake Jarwin, you know, scores one touchdown, and then Dak threw him another, and then Dak threw him another, and was like, shit, when was the last time we saw a Cowboys tight end catch three touchdowns and... Uh, We'll we'll get into it, but seeing that scares me for Saturday. Well, and because that's a lot of throws in the middle, well, which is Seattle's that's weakness. What, that's a lot of that's that right there is something that's been missing from Dallas's offense all year long. They don't throw in the middle, and they don't haven't had a tight end that can find that soft spot right in the middle. And all of a sudden, week seventeen, here comes Blake Jarwin, and I mean it was that that can really improve Dallas's red zone by far. I mean, you saw what it did, but that is something they have not had at all this year is, is you know, I, I want to say top tier, but better than average tight end play. Um, but seeing seeing that, you know, what, what Dak was able to do, um, you know, with Jarwin, was, I mean, that was absolutely, it was, it was awesome. Um, and that's, going into the, you know, prediction or not the prediction, but the preview for, for the the Seattle game. I mean, that's something that now Seattle has to, you know, pay attention to may, it may not be, you know, not give him the Travis or, uh, yeah, Travis, uh, Kelsey or, or Kittle treatment. Um, but still that is a weapon now and you're going to have to pay attention to that just a little bit. But again, um, so going back to the, the giants game, the I, I want to say it was like seven, uh, early seventies. I, I can't remember the exact date, but it's been a long time since the Cowboys tight end has scored three three touchdowns. Um, you know, and you just had future Hall of Famer leave after fifteen years, and he and he never did it. Um, but granted, Witten, if you needed a third down, he was gonna, or if you needed a first down, he was gonna get you the first down. But um, seeing that was. Uh, was awesome. And then obviously you saw some of the other parts of Dak's game that 
we as fans have been just begging for, and that's getting him on the run, getting him on the move. Um, you saw what he was able to do on the on the fourth and fifteen, you know, in the fourth quarter, fourth and fifteen, for fourth and twelve, something like that. Um, changes changes Cole Beasley's route. Um, Cam Fleming gets absolutely demolished on the. I mean, I think it was Olivier Vernon completely ran him over. And so Dak, you know, spins out of it and gets outside the pocket runs is running to his left and just throws an absolute, just dime right to the back of the end zone. Cole Beasley grabs it. Now, initially, obviously you, you see it and you're like, Oh shit, he was out of bounds. But on that very first replay, you saw his knee just barely tap down first. And it was like, Oh shit, that's touchdown. But I mean, that that's what Dak can do. And that, he does have that ability to do that. And that's something that I really, really hope that going into the playoffs, that's something they start to use more and more because that's what made that two, uh, 2016 team so dangerous. You had Zeke, you know, on the run and then you had Dak always uh, on the move, you know, getting outside the pocket, a la how Russell Wilson does. Um, but seeing that, that whole game, how the offense played, um, was the perfect tune-up game going into the playoffs. Now you flip that over to the defense. Um, you know, there's a lot of people, let's just take this game. For example, there's a lot of people where you're like, well, you know, the Dallas defense that seems to be so good. They just gave up 35 points to the giants. Well, as I said earlier, look at who you were missing. You were missing your offensive line. You were missing Zeke Elliott. What Dallas likes to do is um, control the clock and keep the defense off the field. Um, but when they don't have that, granted they were, they were Dallas's offense was still scoring, but they were scoring a little bit fat, you know, faster than usual. And then you have the defense that's out there a lot longer. Any defense is going to start giving up points, but, um, all year long, that's not been Dallas's MO. They like to control the clock, keep the defense off the field. And when they are on the field, they make, you know, they make the plays they need to. Um, so that's, there's two you saw two totally different ways that, I mean, if it comes to it, that's how Dallas could win if they needed to, which is, um, you know, throwing, throwing the ball, throwing the ball like that and winning a close game. Um, and then on the other side, you have the ground and pound, just, you know, low scoring games that Dallas can win as well. Um, but, as far as, like I said earlier, being a, a meaningless game, I think being able to go up to or go, you know, go up to New York, you know, away game and getting a win like that, even though it didn't mean anything for your standings, um, can really give this team some confidence, especially Dak, the way he performed can really give them some confidence going into the playoffs. So hats off to them. I mean, a lot of people were all, I mean, Twitter was just, by the second quarter, Twitter was just like, you know, fire Garrett for keeping Dak in there, that kind of thing. And, you know, cheers to them for not going away from their game plan. They were going to play him, and he wanted to play the entire game, and he did. But no, it was good. So Dallas finishes the season 10-6, uh, and six, and um, now they get a home date against Seattle. Woo! I forgot. We need to do awesomes and bummers. You got to do your awesome and your bummer, man. Well, shit. Well, shit. Light it up. Light her up. I already mentioned the awesome. Awesome. Blake Jarwin. Um, again, it was just 
it's something that's been so frustrating to watch is just not having that that tight end be a factor in the offense and then seeing what could happen when you have the tight end be a factor um it just i brought a tear to my eye (laughs) got a little teared up man no no definitely but been as much as i i mean jason Witten for everything he did you know he's yes he's gonna be a future hall of famer he's reliable um there was that even when he was there i always wanted to have that other tight end that was the an actual you know with the way the league changes that down the field um you know threat and we haven't had i mean being the the first year post witten um we don't really know who our tight end was i mean you had jeff swaim who you know then got hurt and then you have uh, uh blake jarwin and dalton schultz and rico gathers and there really hasn't been there hasn't been one that's kind of risen to the top and i think this was kind of that okay that's 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 a playmaker that's who we need to try to get the ball to um so it was definitely good to to see that that element come to life bummer uh brett maher man I know you were Maher. No, you were four for four on the uh, extra points there, but the field Maher. the field goals and and again the entire I mean the entire league minus maybe one or two kickers the entire league this year just seems like field goals are have just been a mess. Um, everyone seems to be hitting the fifty five sixty yarders, but anything you know underneath the, that forty yards yeah. forty and closer. It seems like it's it's a crap. Sh- I mean, a fifty fifty chance. Janikowski, and anybody? I mean, I I, <laughs> it's it's so weird to see, but definitely makes makes you a little nervous if a game were to come down to um, a field goal. Now he has been he has been good, but he's had the the stretches a couple times where he's just it's like oh that's definitely don't have one hundred percent confidence but that's okay because neither do i so if it comes down to a field goal we're both screwed <laughs> yeah so uh <laughs> definitely a, a bummer for mr maher uh, i do gotta say because i watched the game and um that throw by dak in the fourth quarter to to beasley for the touchdown was nuts and kudos to beasley for just for getting that knee down mm-hmm. and just it, as soon as we they saw first replay i was like that's a knee that's a touchdown well, just that, done that, well that was the other great thing was i mean all year long you I mean you've you've had the you know obviously the the free agency signing at the beginning of the year was alan hearns um he wasn't really much of a factor and then come trade deadline you had amari cooper so then it's kind of been amari cooper michael gallup um and you haven't really i mean you haven't really had a big Cole Beasley game. Um, and that was the other good thing to see that, you know, he's still, he's still a weapon when he's out there and, um, seeing him, I mean, he was, he caught every, almost every ball that went his way and just putting it out there. Like, Hey, we Beasley's still on this team and you're still gonna have to pay attention to him. So that was the other, that was the other big positive coming out of that one as well. I saw somebody posted one of the uh, a replay of that play from up above. Yep. Yeah. The where <clears throat> and the way you're, you you're can, behind. Dad. Yeah. Yep. And the way you can see him, his body is going left. Yep. <laughs> and he makes what I would like to call a Patrick Mahomes type throw, 
where he's his momentum is carrying him left. But the ball goes straight. And he is able to twist just right and fire that ball into just the right spot. Yep. Probably the best throw I've ever seen him make. Well, and, and, that's, and that's the thing is, so you talk about, you know, the big knock on him is, is, is um, you know, uh, anticipation or things like that. And then he makes a play like that and you're like, okay, well, he has the ability. He can do it. So, and that's why, you know, with him being only in his third year, just, let's just see how he develops. Let's see what happens in year four. If year four, he takes a big step back because I mean, he's, he's not been offensive rookie of the year material, but he's still been a, a very solid, good quarterback. Um, in year four, if he doesn't take that big step forward, then, okay, now it's time to start, you know, by, by year five, it's, we need to figure out what we're going to do. But, um, seeing those kinds of plays, well, I got a lot louder. Um, seeing those kinds of plays, I mean, that, that lets you know he has that ability. And we've, I've mentioned before the thing with Dak that I, I like so much, though, is how he leads that team. And, I mean, you saw it right there in the fourth quarter. Um, being down, I, I wouldn't have I, – I didn't count him out. I mean, it's a meaningless I game. I understand that. But <laughs> I didn't count him out. I, he, he just – he finds a way to win. And say what you want, but I think since he's since he's come in the league, I, I think he's the second winningest quarterback out there right now. Um, Probably should confirm that stat instead of you know just throwing it out there. Oh, second, second or third, something like that. But I mean, I'm okay with not having gaudy numbers. I'm I'm, <laughs> if, I'm right there with you. Look if, at my if quarterback. They're, <laughs> if they're bringing in dubs, W's, eating them W's. <laughs> If that, I mean, that's that's all that matters. I don't, I could care. I good from Patrick Mahomes for throwing fifty TDs, whatever it was. Cool. They also had a lot of W's, but <laughs> they may be one and done in the playoffs. Oh, they. Have I mean, some. and Dallas, Dallas very may well be as well. But Andy Reid is guaranteed stats. I mean, big big stats. Oh, I mean, okay. Hey, dude. I mean, my quarterback this year, he didn't have big stats at all yet he had what you could consider a career year for him so i'm i I totally get it it's not about the stats as long as you can do it when it counts which is huge about when you see that type of thing happen for him in the fourth quarter that's huge 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 for his development because that's what you want to be able to see you want to know that if you're down in the fourth quarter and you're not down by a lot you have a quarterback that can lead yep and get you back in it, which is despite Russell Wilson having some struggles doing that this season, overall in his career in seven years, he has been amazing at that. So I, I look at that and think that's a humongous positive for you. Well, and, and the same thing. I mean, when when Romo was there, I mean, people wanted to blame him for for everything, which st- I still always think that he was the most um, over scrutinized quarterback that's been been out there in probably the last. What would you say? Twenty years, easily. I mean, com- easily. Uh, every, I, I think everything. Of, I mean, I think part of that comes with being just on Dallas defense completely falls apart. Oh, it's Romo's, it's Romo's fault. fault. It's Romo's fault. <laughs> um, but when 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 Romo, oh, I missed playing, the field goal. That's definitely Romo's fault. Yeah, that's Romo's fault. Um, no, <laughs> well, when he was out, when he game. was out there, I I mean, never ever ever counted him out. 
Romo. Tony Romo. That's the one bummer about this game is it's the Fox. Our playoff game is the Fox game. We don't get Romo. Yeah, that is too bad. Now we get Buck. Buck and Aikman. Buck and Aikman. Mm -hmm. One thing I've noticed, and maybe it has been the past few years, but one thing I noticed this year with Aikman is he looks like he's, like, super stoned. (laughs) Like, the camera will, like, in the, you know, Joe Buck will do his intro, you know, <laughs> and then they you know aikman kind of rolls his rolls his stool over and he starts talking to the camera oh, yeah i was talking with bubba and i mean maybe it's just all the concussions he took but i mean his <laughs> eyes are like red uh you know it very well could be he's stoned and that's totally fine if that's how he wants to get through oh yeah games. no nothing wrong with that it's just no. i was just noticing it's like his eyes are like really <laughs> bloodshot, and I, and it was more than more than one game. Is multiple multiple games this year that I noticed that. Anyways, well, on to Cincinnati. Uh, so Seattle hosted Arizona, uh, and in a game that was half meaningless. That's the term I like to use because uh, Seahawks had already gotten their spot in the playoffs. However um what they needed to find out was their seating now the minnesota game ended before the seattle game ended towards the end there because they both started at the same time so before the game was even over uh minnesota lost and we knew that seahawks were going to hold on to the five seed and that they were going to dallas however that does not take away you all right buddy no i was gonna say i mean Minnesota paid Kirk Cousins all I mean, that money. You paid for an arm. You didn't pay for a leader or a winner. For, did you see him fight on the sidelines? You, you saw him. You know, you gotta go that way. You gotta get open. I don't have ten seconds. <laughs> like, shut up, God. God. There's a reason why Washington didn't pay you. No, but well, I mean, they did. They franchised him a lot. Yeah, because they were like, <laughs> uh, no, let's just. Uh, there's nobody else out uh, there. Uh, yeah. Anyways, anyways, yeah. So Minnesota lost. Uh, and that's a dumpster fire over there. Uh, them in Pittsburgh. Good God. Um, so, but that doesn't take away from the fact that Seattle did not play their best game. And I'm not going to get into everything because honestly, it doesn't matter because you know what? Um, they're going to Dallas in the playoffs and who really cares except for the concern on what team is going to be showing up in Dallas. And we'll talk about that later. Uh, but really and honestly, what I want to see is if you're a good team, you're supposed to go out and destroy the bad teams. That's what you're supposed to do. And Arizona, now, granted, is always Next a tough... Arma night. Sorry, <laughs> I have no idea why that popped in my head when you said that. Granted, Arizona has always been a tough out for the Seahawks. They And, and even at CenturyLink, they come in. It's a division game. Yep. They play them hard, and it's always been difficult. However, good teams should destroy the bad teams, and you let Arizona hang in that game the whole time and only won it on a last-second field goal again. So twice this year, <laughs> you've played Arizona and won on a last-second field goal. And I tell you what, just like you were saying confidence, I wasn't very confident that, <laughs> that, that things were going to go my, our way there. So, But they did win 27-24. Uh, nothing special in the game, really. Russell had a mediocre day. It wasn't another game where he only had – 21 attempts did throw a touchdown through an interception um just a ugh, russell uh and then the the biggest concern coming out of that game is probably the the 
offensive line. However, it was a mismatch, like substitute, like wasn't our normal offensive line at all. So we can't Bish take mash. Yeah, you can't take too much. It was a shepherd's pie. It was a shepherd's line. pie. <laughs> that is exactly what it was. I like that. <laughs> uh, so I, I, that was really the only thing that really, because Russell got sacked six times. I started having flashbacks 2017, and that freaked me out again. I don't like those non-flashbacks. And uh, special teams, good God. Okay, before I do that, so let's, um, before I get ahead of myself awesome uh chris carson only because he had another day where you ran over 100 yards you had a touchdown and really and honestly your entire season awesome yep yeah buddy it was uh they may have found themselves running back oh my god fantastic and i i just kudos to him and and mike davis came in and did well for you and uh it, i hey you stud that's what you are and we're gonna need you in the playoffs especially on saturday so and then bummer special teams vomit i don't know what it was what was different but for the first time ever michael big balls dixon he had punts blocked they had pressure on every single one and man you were it was the first time this entire season you did not feel very confident (laughs) when you gave the ball to the punt team because it just it uh and and special teams in general there's just been there's been coverage issues and it's it's not it has not been a highlight this season there's been positive things on defense obviously positive things on offense the only positive on on special teams has been big balls dixon and even he looked human in this game unfortunately so uh janikowski though you didn't miss any field goals good job buddy two for two congratulations maybe uh take that momentum into the playoffs that'd be fantastic jerk uh but yeah other than that i mean it was it was they won but i wasn't too happy with the win. <laughs> like it wasn't like i was throwing stuff the whole freaking game just pissed do you think do you think that seattle was a little bit more like you know what we're no matter what we're in let's just try not to let's just try not to <sighs> let's just try not to get anybody injured i don't know man like that's to me that sounds like playing down to the competition a little bit which i have always accused seattle of doing i mean to go down to san francisco and get your butts kicked it just but then i have a hard time to think about these players like this is what they do and do you really think they go out there and to say oh we're just going to half-ass it in this game i have a hard time believing that they do that that's true and uh but then again i see the san francisco game and i'm like well they absolutely played down to their competition <laughs> and this team right here like arizona <laughs> had they won they would have screwed up their draft pick and it's like uh, you want to talk about a team that probably should have played half ass should have been Arizona getting their draft pick. So uh, I, I don't know, but um, they got the five seed. It's over. They came out of there um, relatively healthy. Unfortunately, Seattle's injury report looks pretty big. Well, but that's the way it has been for the last several weeks, especially on Wednesday. You're basically your main you got a lot of injuries out there people are just resting and that's just the way it is um but uh delano hill unfortunately got put on ir um safety that sucks and uh that's just gonna that's gonna suck pretty hopefully. thin at safety a little thin hopefully bmat comes back and he's good to go tedrick thompson comes back and he's good to go fluker's coming back he says he feels great 
and uh and and we'll see um but yeah so let's move on shall we on to cincinnati on to cincinnati why are we always going to let's damn belichick Belichick. All right, so uh, Black Monday. We talked about. I remember talking about Black Monday last last year. It's crazy now. We're like we're you know, yeah, we're, we're looping. So uh, let's see off the top of my head. Let me see if I can remember. See if you can remember. Uh, remember Miami uh, head coach gone. Cincinnati head coach gone. Arizona head coach gone. Uh, the Jets head coach gone. Uh, Denver head coach gone. Um. Who am I missing? Who are you missing? Um, Come on, buddy. You got this. Um, da, 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 da. You got this. You got this. I'm trying to remember who else was fired. <laughs> You're fired. Um, Cleveland. Well, techni- so techni- Cleveland was early in the season. Yeah, technically Cleveland is looking for a head coach. Green Bay is looking for a head coach. It wasn't someone who was fired. Well, they, he, was, he was. He was but not there. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about Black Monday fired. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay was the first one. That was Tampa. Sunday. Tampa Bay was Sunday. That was was the first one that came out where it wasn't the afternoon games <laughs> yeah. had just started. Yeah, and and my phone goes off and and they had already let go of their coach. Yep, who they have in there was Dirk Cutter. Yep, yeah. So he gone. Um, are any of the any of the firings surprising? I think the Arizona one is a little surprising because it was only one only year. one year, and 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 they they knew it was going to be a bad year. Yep. Now they got a number one, like the first pick in the draft. Why would you let your coach go? I, that one to me is uh, a little it, weird. Well, they could have just been a, a philosophy thing. Maybe just you know ownership just wasn't really seeing. It really just I don't know. That's uh, that's the that's the one thing. If you you know. You're, you know, you talk about these these head coaching um, vacancies, and you have these offensive or defensive coordinators, or just coordinators in general that may be hot names. You know, yeah, they may very well want to interview them, but um, for one, you may not be, you know, even though you're a coordinator and you're being offered a head coaching position, you know, obviously it is a promotion. You know, head coaches, you see it. I mean, one year out, two years out. Yeah, they're, so, not, they're not. They're given very short, short leashes for sure. Uh, you know, I'll tell you the one that's kind of like finally. Uh, that I surprised it didn't happen earlier, but Marvin Lewis out. Yep, at Cincinnati. Yep, good God, they've I, had a very bad uh, couple years. Bad couple years. Figured he'd be gone a while ago, but he's gone now. Uh, yeah, Adam Gase from Miami. He gone. Um, I'm talk about one of the candidates for that job. Um, so Vance Joseph in Denver, Todd Bowles, New York Jets. And then, yeah, Dirk Cutter from Tampa Bay. And, of course, Mike McCarthy was fired earlier in the season. And Hugh Jackson was fired from the Browns earlier in the season. So uh, none of this affects our teams except except, except. Uh, the hot coaching candidate to come out of all this is a Dallas Cowboys coach, former Seattle Seahawks coach, uh, Chris Richard. Somebody who I said uh, – during the hiring or after he was hired and then uh, throughout training camp said, you better be excited to have him on the sideline because uh, this defense is going to be special and sure shit. That's kind of what's happened. And uh, you saw it all year long. You saw how much, um, you know, players were just totally invested in what his message is and what he tries to do. And then you also saw it up, 
you know, midway through the season that, hey, he's the one who's actually calling the, calling the defense. You yeah. know, Rod Marinelli is the defensive coordinator, but uh, he's he's given all play calling to Chris Richard, and um, you've seen what's, you know, what's come to that. So you you knew you knew that at the end of the year, his name was going to be probably at the top of a lot of people's lists. Well, it's kind of crazy to think that he, you know, a year ago he was fired from his position in Seattle. Yep which I had no problem with. I just didn't think it was the right fit for him. And I always liked the guy just thought that, and, and it would have been, it would have been interesting to see had he stayed on with the changes that they made in their defense with personnel, with Sherman gone and Bennett gone. Had he been able to, with all these new, new young guys, had he been able to actually maybe do better? Maybe that would have happened. Uh, but f- from what I saw, I was fine letting him go uh, it's just crazy that now he is up for and it literally like the big all over Twitter today. The whole thing was, well, he's got he had originally had two interviews scheduled and he can't do them until after Saturday's game. So right. Sunday he's doing interviews and then a third team popped up. And so he's got three now. And and it's it's a name that's going all over the place. And then, of course, you read the Dallas fans like yourself are like, no, 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 no. We want to keep him and uh there's no salary cap on coaches and and so that that's my question to you is you and jerry jones are close you know you guys talk talk every week yeah buddy um you've got you know you do a lot of texting with him back and forth yeah and uh i know i i asked him and i said look you know you remember when garrett was your offensive coordinator and wade was your head coach you paid garrett more than you paid your head coach so are you going to be doing this for Richard? And he said, yeah, you damn straight. <laughs> um, damn straight. I'm, you know, you know, obviously the rules are you, you can't, you can't block a team from wanting to interview one of your coordinators. If it's for a promotion. Now, if it was for a, a similar role, you know, Dallas can say, you know, no, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. But, um, you know, it's one thing, it's one thing for someone to go interview, but uh, I mean, you know, maybe maybe they don't want to accept the job if they're offered. You know that kind of thing. But you know, in in my opinion, with with Richard is he came to Dallas. Um, he turned Byron Jones into a Pro Bowl cornerback in his first year. Um, you saw what he's done with this defense. This defense has been good and can get better and will get better. Um, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I. Th- I, I really do believe that at the end of this season that Marinell, Rod Marinelli is going to retire and uh, Richard will be the um, defensive coordinator slash assistant, assistant head, head coach. coach. Wow. I think, I think that's where – I think that's the route they're going to go. Now, um, I also think that Scott Linehan is going to be fired after the end of the season. No matter what happens, I think he's, I think he's gone. Um, thinking that's also a hope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a very big hope. And then – depending on what happens, say next season. I mean, if Dallas goes on another, if they go on a, if they have a great season next year, then, you know, I, I think Garrett will remain, but if, if they start to struggle a little bit and Richard is still there as the defensive coordinator slash assistant head coach, he could very well be in line to be Dallas's next head coach in the next year or two. So, I mean, who knows, but in the, in the immediate future, I, I do see him being the defensive coordinator slash assistant head coach. Well, and that's the thing. Like he can go interview all he wants, and he should. Yep. Go interview. Yep. And 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 well, and they, sorry, and it also kind of goes back to what we talked about last week. It could be obviously teams. Okay, we got to exercise the Rooney Rule, and, and it so, and, and it could be. Just, I mean, I mean, as as sad as that sounds, that very well could be what that is. But 
still i think with him it is more they're genuinely interested in what he can bring but he can use it as you know it's flattering it's humbling you can also use it as leverage yep, exactly and it's a it's a money thing like hey jerry like listen i would rather be in dallas because in, in all honesty if if one of those jobs sounds great to him and that's what he wants to do fine however is it one of those jobs or would you rather stay in an organization like the dallas cowboys Merck's team and basically set up your future knowing maybe you know maybe they already know that you know marinelli's going to retire so knowing that you can basically set it up where that will be your team someday it doesn't well, have to be next well, year and it's also here's your here's your here's your path and here's your future and you got to remember too a lot of these teams like we mentioned i mean one year two year three years you're out that kind yeah. of thing you've seen how patient and how uh long jones has stuck with garrett i mean garrett took over in 2010 same year pete carroll took over um garrett hasn't had all success i mean three straight eight and eight seasons sprinkled in with you know a 13 and 3 a 12 and 4 10 and 6 this year 9 and 7 last year i mean i mean granted there hasn't been a whole hell of a lot of playoff success but you've seen garrett or jones has stuck with his coach yep so if you're richard you go well i could take take that chance and who knows maybe be out of the job next year um or you know with where you're at you see the um the loyalty that that you know jones and company can can give you and you would feel a lot more stable in that environment because you're because you're right you go take a tampa bay job or you go take a uh you know some other job well i mean i mean in those i mean just those three teams the jets um uh the jets the dolphins and tampa bay they've all you know why would you want your coach there? there for four years and then rex ryan before that um you know tampa bay you had dirt cutter this year and, and last year or however many years cutter was there two three years and then before that you had greg Schiano for what two years or a year um and then the dolphins the dolphins have uh i remember who was talking about it but they the dolphins have had like 10 different head coaches 10 or 11 different head coaches since uh, uh 95 oh, God. um so That's insane to i mean think just of. those are those are three revolving doors right there those three teams and yeah. then Stay away from those. Yeah, stay away from those. So, I mean, I don't know. But I got to believe you go to a place like Green Bay. Green Bay is going to want success Yep. right away because you've got Aaron, A.A. Ron. So the jobs are all different and, and, and unique. Um, but but the name to look at will be Chris Richard. Then, and then to find out, like, where McCarthy lands because he's going to land somewhere. Yep. Um, the, I, I'm I'm – you know, and then if there's anybody that comes back, Arians' name has popped up. Bruce Arians, his name has popped up a little bit as as a possibility to see in there. Has McCarthy been named as someone that the Jets are interested in? I be- I don't know for the Jets. I have because I can. Name. I mean, I I haven't been paying attention, but I could see that based on you know you have a young quarterback in Sam Darnold, um, whether it be for head coach or or well, yeah, it's head coach. Um, I could see that being a possible fit. You know. Donald, somebody who has some potential in this league. Jets are expected to interview Mike McCarthy. Yep, yep. He's so an early, early front runner. So, oh, Bruce Arians, that's where he came up, was Tampa Bay. So, Green Bay would be interesting. I'm, I'm wondering, like, Josh McDaniels, is he going <laughs> to go me once? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, I'd be nervous about, listen, I, I want this in writing, and I want it, like, signed yeah. before we announce anything. Yeah. Never forget that. Ugh. 
Uh, all right. So I noticed, I, I just want to bring this up real quick and get your opinion on it. I know we've talked about it episodes and episodes ago. Expanded rosters. When we look at, we get to this time of year and we for look. for it. You're for it. I, I am too. We get to see, we talked about at the beginning of the season how with injuries and everything else, it would be nice to have even just a little more room on rosters. But as we get to the end of the season and you're talking about weeks 15, 16, and 17, when you've got all these teams that feel like they have to sit players, it would be nice to be able to have a little bit bigger of a roster to supplement in and have, you know, put a better product on the field because right now in week 17 some of these teams yeah you feel bad for the people that are going to watch the games because they're the teams are either out of it the game is meaningless to them and they just don't want people to get hurt and have career-ending injuries uh expanded rosters i think would be a a thing that the nfl should definitely look at um will, will the owners necessarily want to do that it's more money they have to pay out but i'm sure they'd be for it they'd be for it yeah it's yeah so higher ratings higher ratings is good for the entire league um, speaking of ratings did you see who the uh number one game was this year no it, as usual the uh cowboys thanksgiving game against the was Redskins. It? yep and the number three game which was the cowboys against the philadelphia <laughs> so uh yeah everybody smiles when they get a dallas cowboys game because they know they're going to get big ratings big and ratings Fo- huge and fox is going to be in fox for a payday drooling. yeah fox yeah. is fox is drooling I thought it would end up being the Sunday afternoon one, um, but you know, hey, because I wanted, I, I kind of wanted the extra. Like Saturday feels like it's an early, it's early. You're losing a day, and it would have been nice to have one, but oh well. Uh, real quickly, your uh, the season's over, so let's look at who uh, who kicked ass and and led the the main categories. Uh, it, it's funny when you look at these numbers because like you start off with, you know, quarterbacks, passing yards, number one. Ben Roethlisberger, what's he doing this playoffs? Sitting at home. Oh, he's sitting at home. He's sitting at home complaining about Antonio Brown. <laughs> I didn't know anything about that. There was a fight. I don't know. Uh, Pat Mahomes right below him, and then Matt Ryan out of the playoffs. Yep. Um, and then, but the rest of them, you know, Mahomes, Goff, and Luck. Number six, we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, rushing yards, your boy Zeke. 1434 in yards i, uh, I mean say what sat you, sat the final game and still got it <laughs> i just say say what you want but i mean he did not have the same offensive line he had in 2016 and granted his yards were down a little bit but um i can almost guarantee he would have won the rushing title last year too he this would have been his probably oh, we've third been, third oh, straight yeah. year of winning we've, that and, thing. We, and we've talked about that and he's the and obviously he's the first uh cowboys running back to win um multiple rushing titles since since emmett uh carson came in at number five which is nothing to be ashamed of that's fantastic at 1151 right yep barkley was number two at 1307 so it went it went elliot barkley Gurley, mixon and then carson which is just awesome uh julio jones from atlanta he he's your uh, receiving yards uh champion there uh 1677 uh none of our guys made that list nope. in the top five. Oh no uh, that's okay. Uh, defensive side of the ball, your boy Leighton Vander Esch, number three in tackles, which is amazing because he had so many games where he had like 150 tackles. Well, that's the thing. So I think <laughs> I think NFL marked him for like what 143 or 100, 140, 140, and, and Dallas, they, um, you know, they have their own internal right. ones. And they have him up at like 173 or so he, 174 or something he, like that. He beat out Bobby Wagner by by two. Yeah, 
bastard. <laughs> uh, but Darius Leonard is your, is your is your tackling leader there at 163. It is a shame. He didn't get into the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Just the Pro Bowl's a joke. For, I mean, for a rookie, 160-some tackles, solo tackles. Yeah. I mean, that's a machine. The Pro Bowl's a joke. And I think, um, you know, as far as linebackers go, so you had Leighton Van Der Esch at number number three yep um uh i, I believe Jalen was like number six or so so you know those two dallas linebackers i mean they're they're all over the field uh all the way down at 14 actually there buddy buddy old pal yeah orange <laughs> orange <laughs> orange banana orange banana apples oranges you know uh sacks aaron donald from Lar, 20 and a half. That's, I mean, good God, that's insane. That's from, just, from, from the defensive tackle position, he had 20 from, and a half sacks. From it, from it, on a team that, even though they had a, uh, uh, they have some big names on that team defensively, their defense isn't any good. Right. So, overall. Oh, I would, I would, uh, man, I would love to have Aaron Donald on. Oh, anybody on would. I mean, it's 20 and a half sacks, and the closest guy to him was J.J. Watt with 16. Um, so we had a whole four and a half sacks over leading, uh, and then it was Jones, Hunter, and then Von Miller. Good for Von Miller still out there with 14 and a half at number four. Good for him. Marcus uh, Lawrence ended with 10 and a half. Let's look at complete leaders. Let's open it up. Open it up. Uh, open Marcus it up. Lawrence with the first back to back, uh, uh, Frank, double digit sacks. Frank, Frank Clark Ware. finished with 14. My boy. Yeah, he's a monster. Monster. Uh, yeah, there you go. Look at that. Ten and a half, tied for seventeenth. Pretty sweet. Um, and then interceptions, you had a tie at the top with seven. Uh, Demonte Kazee, is that how you say his name from Atlanta? Kyle Fuller and Xavier Howard from Miami. And uh, let's see the first Dallas one or first Seattle guy. Um, <laughs> so funny. See <laughs> interceptions with three. Earl Thomas, <laughs> Seattle, yep. still yep. leads, and he hasn't played since like week what four or five. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty funny. Where's Dallas's first one on here? Probably way down there. Going, they're not even on the top. Not even on the top. Dallas, Dallas has not had many interceptions this year. Not even the top eighteen because they had a whole bunch of people tied at three. I think the team leader or tied for team lead is Vanderesh uh, because he had the the back to back weeks where he picked off. Uh, uh, Wentz and shh, I can't remember. He had back-to-back picks, though. Yes. Any other stats you want to look at, or we can move on? I believe we can move on. Fantastic. Before I get even more congested, you're gonna get. You're gonna be fine, man. Don't worry. I'm so proud of you. You're doing great. <laughs> I'm so proud. I'm so proud, man. You're doing great. Um. All right. Playoff picture, real quick. So, um. You had Colts got in, good for them. Texans got in, uh, Chargers, Ravens, Eagles, Bears, and then you've got um, your your top seeds who are got a bye this week. You got the Chiefs, the Rams, the Patriots, ugh, and the Saints. Um, what's what's crazy is who's not in the playoffs. Steelers not in the playoffs. Packers not in the playoffs. Well, yeah, the 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 teams that didn't get in that should have absolutely. And we'll go through our picks that we took at the beginning of the season. And oh man, we were not correct. 
So, um, it's going to be the playoffs are going to be fun. That's all I got to say. Despite the Patriots still being in there, they're going to be fun. All right. So the biggest game, though, of course, is ours wild card weekend. Dallas hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, buddy. Uh, how excited are you? I'm pumped. I'm very excited. Right now, not so much because <laughs> I just want to get healthy. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm 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 definitely excited. And this is something I think we talked about. I think mid season, kind of when these teams were starting to get on the right track, it was kind of like, well, these two teams are probably going to end up winding up in the playoffs and they very well could play each other well and as we got closer and closer to the end you know you started like week 14 you started seeing the way the playoff seedings were looking and who had to do what and yep. all every week that went by it became more and more like oh well look it looks like it's going to be those two and so it's literally a dream come true for this podcast for sure almost uh, uh, almost yeah almost what would have been a bigger dream come true the nfc title game that is also true and the thing is is that could have happened had uh things changed a little bit yep. and and seattle dropped to number the sixth seed that could happen what also could happen which is just unbelievable is uh dallas you know loses saturday which is fine uh seattle wins if seattle wins all their playoff games and philly wins all theirs Seattle could host an NFC Championship game. How about that? Yep, sure could. Woo, that'd be great. But yeah, you're right. It would have been a. It would have been fun for it to be the NFC Championship game for sure. But we'll take it. Uh, we'll take it. I'm not sure if you know. Obviously, a, one team has to lose. Um, so whether this is a solo podcast next week, I don't know. So <laughs> could be. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Hopefully not. Hopefully we have enough time where we can, you know relax breathe. and breathe and be Hopefully okay I can breathe oh i would love for you to be able to breathe um how what does dallas need to do to beat my seahawks and, and move on to the divisional round obviously they have to win score more points <laughs> uh well as of late obviously stop chris carson because yeah uh you know, as good as Dallas is at rushing the ball, Seattle is the best. You know, they're they're the number one rushing team um, in the league this year. Uh, I don't think Chris Carson's rushed for under 110 yards or something like that. I mean, he's had a pretty a really good stretch of like 10 weeks or something yeah. like that. But uh, obviously, stop the run. Um, the only issue with doing that is loading up the box to stop the run. If you load up the box to stop the run. Then Russell Wilson gets out of the pocket and makes those ridiculous, stupid throws that I can't stand that Doug Baldwin or Tyler Lockett always comes down with. <laughs> um, so I think, obviously, keeping uh, Wilson in the pocket, which, I mean, anytime you, you talk about Seattle, that's what everybody's going to say, keep Wilson in the pocket. Um, the problem is also with that is he's kind of become into, he's kind of developed into a little bit of a pretty good pocket passer when he needs to be. Um in certain spots of the field. But I think if you, if you keep laying hits on him, whether it's a sack or not, if you keep laying hits on him, I think that's when he starts to struggle a little bit. Um, obviously take away Doug Baldwin and uh title locket. Um, and after that, just sound defense, don't miss tackles and, um, um, keep, uh, keep everything, keep the defense needs to keep everything in front of them. Um, I'm not really worried about 
you know, like the, I'm not really worried about uh, Vanette or, or DJ Moore or not, not, sorry, not DJ Moore. Uh, what's his name? Is it DJ Moore? No, David Moore. David Moore. Sorry. DJ Moore is the first round pick or whatever. Uh, Carolina. <laughs> um, I'm not really worried about Vanette or Moore. Um, or Brown. I mean, really, you're 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 Lock, right. Lockett and Baldwin. Those are your two that you need to worry about. You need to yes, you need to worry about those two, especially Lockett. And that's the he's the one that worries me more than Baldwin. Baldwin's the definitely the possession receiver. Um, you know, he is their number one. But Lockett um, will all he always seems to have those plays where he gets thirty yards behind the defense and is just completely left. I mean, total blown coverage, and he's. You know he walks into the and end lucky up. for other teams. Russell doesn't always see that, but well, when, definitely. But, but, but when he does, when he does see it. Oh, Wilson, shit. Wilson will hit him, and um, that is definitely that's definitely something to be worried about. Um, offensively, um, I think that with what we saw last week, uh, with Dak being able to you know show that he can throw the ball over the field if he needs to, but I think just that that good balance of you know, working the middle of the field against that Seattle defense. Um, you know, the front seven is one of the best in the league. Uh, but the secondary is a little bit, in my opinion, a little bit different of a story. And I think that's something that could be exposed um, a little bit. Um, now, whether you, you use, um, you know, Amari Cooper to, to expose that that middle of that defense or you use, you know, Blake Jarwin, uh, we'll, you know, you see what happens there. But, um getting back to just the ground and pound and, and these two teams are pretty, I mean, with everything that, that happened this year, they're pretty damn similar. Um, you know, similar built defenses, similar built offenses, um, obviously the same record. Um, they've played each other once already this year and neither team is the same from that week three game. Um, but I think getting back to that, you know, run first, um, call it predictable i guess which yes i bitched about this year but i mean it's it's got got him to this point um but 21 is 21 is the key you give 21 the ball um you know let him let him work right up the middle of that defense and uh and you see what happens to counter that from my side Everything you said is correct. <laughs> um, defensively, Seattle's going to have to figure out what their issue is in the secondary and try and fix it. It has been a weakness, especially lately. And um, watching the Dallas Giants game, you get a little worried. If Dallas can figure out how to use a tight end in the middle of the field, that's scary because that's definitely one of Seattle's absolute weak spots. No matter who's playing safety, there always seems to be a hole in the middle of the defense, in the middle of the field, and and it allows for for offenses to kind of dink and dunk and and pick it apart. And well, and, and you know, dink and dunk is kind of what everyone. I mean, that's what Dak likes to do. It's those those you know five to eight yards. Um, it's it's you know just that just slowly chip away. It's really at easy. A defense. When you're when you're lined up, all you have to do is look at how Seattle's playing them. If they're right on their guys and they're playing man to man and they're and it they're right up there, it makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, 
but if they're playing their zone defense and their their corners and they're everybody's kind of standing off the line a little bit all you gotta do is run a slant right at the middle <laughs> just right across the field and you'll get yourself five six yards and you'll well, just it, be able to chunk play it well and much like you know much like doug baldwin on on uh, seattle side amari cooper same thing get him the ball if you get him the ball um you know just a quick whether it be you know a screen route or just a quick a quick slant you know he has the ability to break a tackle and gain Doug, plenty of additional yards. Doug is the only one on Seattle that can do that. If you actually look at the yards after catch numbers for this season, that's been a terrible stat for the Seahawks. They have not been good at that. Yes, you've had some amazing long passes to Lockett, to all these guys, but they're they're literally like they're getting dropped into their hands and then they're getting tackled. There There is no yards after catch yep. doug is probably the most slippery yep doug can get out there and he can go crazy and sometimes that does well and sometimes drives you crazy but uh you know it it's it's gonna be i i want to see the defense be able to put pressure on dak uh make him hopefully make a mistake because he is he he is uh not a, not a turnover machine but he does create some turnovers. He he has some issues there. Fumbles more than picks, and and and, and that's exactly right. So get him to run. It's weird too that it's fumbles. He's a quarterback. Like hold on to the ball. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, get some pressure in there. I I Zeke's going to run. I mean, the yeah, Seattle's got a great great defensive line. He's going to get yards. It's a, it's the way it's, he got over a hundred yards in the first game, didn't he? In week three, he had a, over one hundred and fifty, I think. Was it? So he we were terrible. We should probably know that. Um, he, well, I think he had like 120 some yards rushing, another 30 some receiving, and some of those came in in, but, in garbage time, and that's you know fine, whatever. But but, but the fumble, the fumble is what. Yes, yes, exactly. So Seattle has had huge success this season with turnovers and winning that battle. So they need to do they need to keep that rolling. Offensively, do what you've been doing, and and in all honesty, and as much as I'm not a Schottenheimer fan yet, maybe I will be if they win the Super Bowl, <laughs> <laughs> but. Then again, if he runs from the one, then again, Bevel. Yeah, exactly. Then again, Bevel won a Super Bowl for Seattle and two years later, I wanted him gone. Uh, So there, you know, um, I want to see what he says. Schottenheimer always says we want to be the kind of offense where they know we're going to run, yet we can still do it successfully. We want to be able to do it our best when they know we're going to do it. And so you might get bored with uh, I I read a Hawk Hawk blogger. article tonight yeah i saw that one fantastic article and breakdown and it i mean it shows from both sides shows dallas shows seattle it shows weaknesses of both teams strengths of both teams and and one of the things that that it was talking about mainly was something i get sick of all the time and how predictable the offenses are and schottenheimer it's run run pass run run pass run run pass and then you start looking at the numbers broken down and 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 you think about you actually see how how many first down throws actually happen, and it's in the twenty percent range, which is way more than I thought it was. And uh, but again, run run pass is fine as long as it works. What I want to be able to see is if it's not working, make the adjustments. He he seems to be. Yeah, if you're in, just spinning your wheels, there's no yeah. no point in keep you know. Stop trying to establish yeah. the run if you can't establish it. If don't, it's not working, don't do it. Don't be that stubborn. Yeah, and 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 that's just this is a player go home game. This isn't a you get next week. This is it. Yeah. So I, I want to see the in game adjustments. He seems to be able to make adjustments at halftime, but um, but he 
struggles with in-game, and I see a lot of other coordinators be able to see what's going on in the field and make quick adjustments. So, what's that like? <laughs> exactly. Another thing that's so similar about our teams, like I just it, – it's crazy. So, um, And then Russell, just don't make any mistakes, buddy. Just don't. For, you know – for Dallas defensively, I really do think that they need to have they need to have that energy and that that same type of attitude in the way they played when they played New Orleans. I mean, yep. we really haven't seen that since that game, but you saw it, so you know that that's there and they can do that. Um, yeah, I think. Well, and that's like Seattle in the Kansas City game. Yeah, they gave up thirty something points for yep. to to Kansas City. However, the energy you, you're going to give up points to to Mahomes in that offense, so you just that's just the way it is however play like that against them instead of how you played against san francisco right or how you played against arizona for the most part like and that's my biggest worry my biggest worry is what seattle team is going to show up is it going to be arizona the team that played arizona and san francisco and kind of went yeah we're playing down our competition or is it going to be the one that absolutely you know not dominated but looked fantastic against kansas city uh if it's the one that put that's you know that played Kansas City, super confident, <laughs> feeling good. But it, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be a hell of a game, I think. Competitive. It's not going to be a blowout either way. It's going to be close. Uh, and you know what it could come down to? For, it could come down to fourth quarter. And then it's going to be, well, which one of those quarterbacks is going to be the one that you know makes the move? Right. And, and you've got Russell, who has the history of fourth quarter comebacks and well and with wilson though he's he does have the experience in the playoffs yep. and then you have dak who is still learning and doesn't have the playoff experience so russell's only missed the playoffs one year of his entire career out of the seven years so is dak and okay well it's only been <laughs> in the year three so uh yeah I, well i will say though you know you got to remember even though he's that was in 16 um you know he went you know punch for punch with aaron Rodgers. sure so. did sure did he's he's he got to the playoffs and you know he didn't he didn't win but he wasn't he didn't total totally fold in the playoffs i just i just think that uh in watching i've watched a lot of dallas football this season a lot not proud of it (laughs) (laughs) but i've watched a lot and it's definitely not a game that seahawks fans uh should take lightly and then of course the seahawks themselves should not take lightly it's going to be it's going to be competitive and in all honesty it it is it literally if you look at Vegas and all that, it is a pick 'em game right now. Well, and the thing is with with Seattle. I mean, I mentioned it I mentioned it earlier. Seattle hasn't they haven't beaten a team with a winning record on the road, which is crazy. I mean, yet they're the, ten. And I mean, six. the teams they they beat were, you know, Arizona had the list. Excuse me while I pull that stuff back up, buddy. You had their list. Uh, wins away from CenturyLink, Arizona three and thirteen, Oakland four and twelve, Detroit six and ten, Carolina seven and nine. Uh, you know they lost four times on the road, but that was I mean twelve and four teams, and uh, then you had the sneaker against San Francisco and Denver. But uh, I mean that's one thing that you got to you know Seattle fans have to remember too is yeah you may have this kind of confidence and whatnot, but. Have, they, I mean, they really have not been that good on the road. Not against the, the teams with winning records. You're right. And Dallas, but, but, and Dallas has been 7-1 at home. Exactly. And that's 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 going to be the kicker. AT, I don't look at AT&T Stadium as a 
uh, it's not CenturyLink feel when it comes to home field advantage. No, it's it, just not. But it's, it's not. But, but well, I was gonna say, but um, the one thing that I have noticed is um, come playoff time, that place does get pretty damn loud, as it should, and it, it may seats not, a lot of people. Well, yeah, <laughs> as it, it seats a lot of people, but it um, it's a it's a weird, and they've mentioned it before, like it doesn't really. It, on TV, it doesn't seem that as loud as like you yeah. know Century or whatever. But when they say when they're there, it is loud. It is loud. Yeah. So, um, well, and, it's going to be. It's definitely a pick'em game. And it doesn't matter if you're playing a team that's seven one at home. That's a challenge. <laughs> that's that means they're really good inside their own stadium. Whether there's a home field advantage or not, they're just they're better at home. So uh, that means you guys kind of struggled on the road a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. So uh, all in all, I, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about that game? And uh, well, uh, Dallas leads the series against Seattle ten to nine. I feel like though this isn't the first time that there's been a Seattle uh, versus Dallas wild card matchup. There was only one other. Yeah, there was. And God, that, what that happened was a, in that? It was game? actually the only other time Seattle and Dallas have ever played what, the playoffs. Yeah, and what happened in that game? Well, it was a great game. You know, Dallas was oh. able to to come back and almost had a shot, and then you know the ball was slippery, but. <laughs> Seattle uh, did the whole ball swap thing. Oh, is that what happened? It was a ball <laughs> swap thing. Oh, Romo, that's that's a bad. So that was um, that was 2006 season. It was a 2006 season, but it was January of 20, 2007. January 6th, 07. Yeah, uh, 2120 Dallas. I actually watched today. I watched the highlights package for that game. Uh huh. And because I I wanted to see it, and I remember it very vividly. And uh, you forget how close Romo was to the end zone running was, with that ball. I, if he would have leapt, all, all he, he all might he, have. Yeah, that's all he had to do. <laughs> it was, and you got to give Babineau credit for getting the tackle because he was so close to turning that disaster into a great thing. Yep. <laughs> and and then you just as much as I you know I like Romo as the person, but I like to give Romo shit as the quarterback. I felt the the highlights package, and they see they show him just sitting on the ground, just losing it, and you just feel awful for him. And um, but I do remember that game very vividly. And uh, so there is one game of history, and that's about it. But that's uh, gonna be great. I'm I'm so excited. All right, so medicine's wearing off. No, no, we need to hurry up. So we're gonna go through because just because I have to because it's fun. Hopefully, you're up for this. Well, you don't have a choice. I am up. <laughs> so, uh, like I said at the beginning of the episode, so back uh, for week one, we did a bunch of preseason predictions. Yes, we did. Some of which are great, and some of them are terrible. So, uh, what, what were you thinking? <laughs> so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play them, and we're going to react to them real quick, and we'll just go through this because it'll be fun. Um, hopefully, this isn't too loud, doesn't blow our eardrums out. But uh, so what we did is each each of us made hopefully if you're listening if you're a listener has been with us for a while then you know what we did um if you're just joining us so we did um three bold predictions each and then we picked division winners and then we picked um wild card winners and then we picked uh a dark horse team and our super bowl matchup and winners which you were not too thrilled about when i listened back you were like oh come on it's too early for this shit <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think it was too early for this crap because we don't, you know, we weren't swearing then. Yeah, we've grown. <laughs> we, we're so big now. And that's, you just listen to the we first. We said the hell of it. The, you just listen to the first one, the first one I played for you to test, and you're like, oh, we sound so young. <laughs> <laughs> it's back in like August. 
All right, so your first bold prediction. I was in my 20s. <laughs> That's true, you were. <laughs> so much has changed. Uh, your first bold prediction. You'll like this one, so let's go with number one. Shh, Mr. Shaquem will be Defensive Rookie of the Year. Wrong. Ooh. Uh, you were a little wrong on that one. No, I should have picked my own guy. <laughs> a little bit wrong on that one, but... Uh, in fact, Shaquem actually had a uh, not a uh, bright and shiny rookie season. He he did well. It was, a, it was a learning year. It was a learning year. I expect a lot more out of him. Yeah. In the in the coming seasons, for sure. He's a great. He's a good player, and you cannot you cannot. Um, the talent's there. The talent's there, and you can't deny he's the heart. Like that <laughs> dude, for what he's been through. Yeah, he yep. wants to play, and he and he and he will. So. Uh, we joked about this next prediction all season long as we kept track. Cleveland will win nine games this year. Wrong. So close, though. <laughs> so close. Had it not been for that damn – well, they finished with seven, right? But they they had finished a tie. with seven. And they had a tie. I thought they were going to finish eight with the tie, and that would have been the worst because you just – had they just won that one other game. I tell you what, though, after an 0-16 season to, to go to that and almost had a shot in the playoffs – Oh, um, yeah. yeah i mean that's well they, i would call that uh pretty pretty damn close pretty damn close they were literally in the playoff talk they had a chance still by week 16 yep and yeah you're right to go from 0 and 16 to that and looking forward knowing that they're gonna get a new coach yep. and baker is the real deal as much as i can't stand him uh baker mayfield's the real deal so that team actually looks like they're gonna do some great things and then this one your third bold prediction, you uh, – I cannot believe this. Well, let me just play it first and then – and yeah. Aaron Rodgers, A-A-Ron. A-A-Ron. Will finish as the sixth best quarterback this year. And when you look Sace. at – And when you look at the stats for this year – Number six, number six is Aaron freaking Rogers. So I, how do you do that? Bro? So if you look at the NFL, if you look at NFL stats and you look at just the passing leaders, whatever, yeah, he comes in at number six. But it was funny because uh, Pro Football Focus put out their rankings for quarterbacks this year, and he also ended up number six. So <laughs> how how'd you pull that off? I don't understand. It's psychic, just, man. It's a third eye. Ugh. I I I was putting these clips together, and so I'm you know having to go through the episodes and. And I haven't listened to these since we put it out. And that one came up and I went, well, for shits and giggles, I better go look and see where he ended up. <laughs> and I pulled it up and I literally almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> like, you have got to be kidding me. You, SOB. And then just wait, because later down in these, there's one more that he makes that's uh, I cannot believe that he pulled it off. So uh, then it was my turn and my first one. So I got a Cleveland one. Uh, <laughs> I don't get precise. Okay. I just have that Cleveland will win some games. <laughs> As in, they could win. Brian, ditto. They could win one game. I guess if they have to win some, that'd be at least two. So, But they will win some games. I was correct. You were correct. Uh, yeah. Congratulations to me. So that's what you had to do. You got too precise, man. You had to... Calm it down a little bit and 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 just make it a little more vague. Uh, this one I was uh, completely wrong. This one's really bold. The New England Patriots 
Patriots of New England, <laughs> led by uh, Tom Brady. They will miss the playoffs. Ooh. Oops. <laughs> I like your ooh at the end of that. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> that was, uh, it was very bold, and I was wrong because, unfortunately, the Patriots are back in. Although, I can I make a bold prediction right now? Sure. Oh, okay. Patriots won't, won't even win a playoff game. Oh. Yeah. How about that? And then my third bowl prediction, uh, I was also wrong. And finally, number three, Russell Wilson. Come he on, will, you can't pick someone on your own team. I can indeed. You chose not to, I did. <laughs> Russell, <laughs> Russell Wilson will be the league MVP. <laughs> <laughs> I think you almost threw up in your mouth there. I think that's what happened. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I got a drip. That's weird. So I was wrong a little bit. Uh, so I think you win that because even though I got the Cleveland thing right, that's a stupid prediction. Getting A.A. Ron, getting that correct, you win. Uh, then we went through and picked division winners, and these are hilarious because uh, good well, God. Well, wasn't there one other one? Um, was there another one? There was certain somebody who signed oh, well, that, a certain somewhere. That You want me to play that now? I was going to play that. Oh. Here, well, I'll do it right now. So this... During our our predictions of the uh, uh, division winners, uh, you, re- of course, we'll get to it. You said that New Orleans would win the NFC South, which they did. And then on top of that, you, right after it, you had this little nugget. And look, not- look for Des to sign by week five. In New Orleans? Yeah. I like that. That's for my. Him. That's a prediction. I like that that's for a him. Prediction. Like, why couldn't I talk? Well, this is a prediction. Well, we were still new. We were still. We were, we were only thirty-two new. episodes in. Now we're forty-nine. Wow. So that's a huge difference. Uh, yeah. So it didn't happen by week five, but uh, it did happen week five. It was exactly week five. Was it week five? So no, it was week ten. You're right. Okay. It was New like, Orleans. Yeah. You're right. It was New Orleans. It was correct. So it was. We were five weeks late or early. <laughs> But New Orleans, you were correct on that. And yep. so I literally, I, I again, heard that and went, no. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you little shit. I think this might be, this This picks up some points for game picks. I was going to say, he probably, we should be, like, there should be, like, a couple points here making it. You still wouldn't get you to win. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So then we went to the divisions. And we were picking divisions. So here we go. We started in the AFC. AFC East. New England. I've got the uh, Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got that one right. Uh, I did not. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. I know, well, I know why. Because if you listen to the rest of the clip from that episode, I picked them because I hate the Patriots so much and I wanted somebody else to win. <laughs> and because in my bowl predictions, I had the Patriots and missed the playoffs. So I had to pick somebody. And that division is garbage. And, and yep. yeah. Yep. So that, that was not good. Uh, next, uh, AFC North. Cleveland. <laughs> Almost. So that goes with your... So they're going to win nine games. I am, I'm all aboard the Cleveland train. They're going to win nine games. So they're going to go nine and seven, and they're going to win their division. Yeah. Everybody else will go seven, wow. and, seven, uh, seven and eight. Steelers, or seven and nine. Division. Eight and eight. Well, it just means Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati <laughs> are going to be awful. <laughs> Cincinnati was awful. So we both were wrong because I picked Pittsburgh and you picked Cleveland. But, but it was uh, Baltimore. Yeah. We didn't quite get that one. Uh, next. AFC South. Houston. I, too, have the Houston Texans. Oh, hey, look at that. Word. We were right about something. That's crazy. Well, you were right about something, finally. AFC West. 
Los Angeles Chargers. I have the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Chargers, uh, yeah, Chargers were close. because Case Keenum, he, he led the Vikings to the playoffs. I think that he can make a difference. And I cut it off right there because I think that's hilarious. He didn't make a difference. No, he did not. <laughs> he didn't make a difference at but all. The, the Chargers were close, though. Chargers could have had it. Dude. The Kansas City was slipping a little bit. And the thing is, at the beginning of the season, we didn't know what Mahomes was going to be. We didn't know right. they were going to be that juggernaut. But we had all, We both had that feeling. A lot of people had that feeling that it was going to be a year for the Chargers because we saw they were so close in 2017. As much as we hate Phillip Rivers, um, they were close. And then AFC wild card. AFC wild card. Two teams. What do you got? My two wild cards are Pittsburgh nope. and Jacksonville. Nope. <laughs> Jacksonville with uh, Blake freaking Bortles. Blake freaking Bortles and Jalen freaking Ramsey. <laughs> Who is the new uh, Richard Sherman? Yeah. So I have your Los Angeles Chargers and the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Oh, well there done. That's my oh, wild card team. That's close. Ravens got a division, but. Yeah, but still. Like fucking Bortles sucks. Like fucking, like fucking Bortles didn't even make it through the whole season. <laughs> Amazing how the narratives change there from one year to the next. It is. It is. Frauds. And then right at the end of that, after we got done with announcing the AFC, we decided that we would probably just say this. You know what? I, we, just, we talked about this when you got here and we were still prepping. Uh, the AFC is just not a good the conference. AFC, the AFC is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and that holds true. It is true. <laughs> holds true completely. Uh, let's go to the NFC and we start with, of course, NFC East. Let's jump into the NFC and, uh, winning those divisions. NFC East, who you got? Dallas. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, Nailed so it. So Homer over here, uh, <laughs> you went with a Homer pick. Okay. I got, all right. All right. That's fine. I have the, uh, Washington. Nobody Redskins. wins the East back to back. I have the Washington racial troops. I have the Washington Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> you go to hell. I noticed you're wearing maroon. You yeah. go to hell and you die. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> I did not get that correct. No. At all. Good job, buddy. You did. NFC North. Uh, even though I said he was going to have a down year, I'm still taking Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. So he will be the sixth best quarterback in the league, and but they'll still win. Oh, yeah. I also have the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we were both wrong on that one. They did not do well Duh, at bears. all. Duh. Bears. Give the Bears credit. That's a scary team right there. Yep. Next, NFC South. New Orleans. The New Orleans Saints. You think that Drew Brees is going to have one last hurrah. Uh-huh. What okay. a hurrah it's I can been. see that. Uh, I have the Atlanta Falcons. I think they rebound. Well, I think that Matt Ryan has a rebound type season. Um, He did not, and they did not. <laughs> <laughs> i uh and you know what's funny speaking of the atlanta falcons real quick we were talking about coaches uh they they did a complete clean out right uh, uh quinn did head coach yep and so sark is out as offensive coordinator and what's funny is who's uh in line to get the job not in line but interviewing and has a really good chance is my good friend uh daryl bevel yep uh vomit well, that would be a stupid move on their part, but okay, whatever you want to do, buddy. I guess that's that's great. Uh, what is next? Oh, yes. NFC West. LA Rams. I, too, have the LA Rams. I just 
Sorry, I didn't go homer pick Seahawks fans. I'm not like uh, Andrew over here. I um, <laughs> well, unlike Seattle, I like Dallas to be, has a legit chance. To I win like the division, to be. Whoa, so. hey, hey, hey. Well, that's very true. <laughs> whoa, hey, hey, hey. Uh, that's very true. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were uh, correct on that. And then uh, wild card. What do we got? Wild card. You mean both of them? Yep. San Francisco and Philly. Got one. Ooh, so you put your eagles in there. I I went, you know, Common Ground Football Podcasting, and I went Cowboys and Seahawks. How about, Ooh. That? How about that? How about that? If only I was talking about uh, the matchup. I have them yeah. as a wild card because I wasn't going to put the Seahawks in there at all, and then I make fun of you for your homer pick, and I'm like, well, I got to be a homer. <laughs> I got I to at least put them in there because what good is it if I'm like, well, they're going to suck. They're not going to be in the freaking – that's just stupid. Uh, well, I got half of that, right? We hit on some. We really did. And then we missed on a lot of them. So sure did. <laughs> that happens. Um, and then uh, I, I wanted us to pick some Dark Horse teams, and we struggled. All right. Give me one, one Dark Horse team. One Dark Horse team? That will come out of nowhere and surprise everybody. Okay. So if I was to, if I was to revise. <laughs> There's no revisions. No, honestly. If I was to revise. Um, I would put Pittsburgh as the AFC North winners, and I would put Cleveland as the dark horse. Close. I like that. That's that's who my dark horse would be. I have uh, Jimmy Graps and the San Francisco 49ers as my dark horse. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. If he wouldn't have torn his ACL. Who knows what could have happened. Yeah. Uh, but sorry, Dennis from Ohio. I screwed up. <laughs> Maybe it's my fault. I'm not sure. <laughs> Um, and then even as early as it was, we did it because we wanted to be cheesy and like all the other shows out there, uh, we fancy ourselves a podcast, uh, wannabe radio show. And so we picked our Super Bowl matchups, uh, right before week one started, which is stupid. Give me your Super Bowl matchup and winner. <laughs> These are stupid to fit at the beginning, but they're fun because at the end we can be like, we thought who was going to do what? Cause we're never right. Hmm. This is way too early and too difficult. But everybody does it, and we're, you know, cheesy. Okay. Uh, from the NFC, representatives will be the Rams. Okay. And in the AFC, we are going to go with... La, 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 surprise, it's the, surprise. It's the hardest one. New England. If you, I was going to say, if you say Cleveland... Could be a possibility. <laughs> New England and L.A. Who's your winner? L.A. Thank you. If you were going to say New England, that, I was going to kick you in the face. That, that <laughs> defensive line. Oh, yeah. I mean. Oh, they have a legit chance of winning. Well, that's funny. Is the, the defensive line sucks. Last right? year. Besides one player. So, I mean, they, ha- they have the talent. So, I take the Rams and New England. Your, your, your pick there uh, can happen, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. What's funny is you were talking. Their defensive line. <laughs> their defensive line actually kind of sucks besides a couple of players. Yep. Uh, so, and then I went with. I have Steelers, <laughs> Packers, <laughs> two teams that don't need another Lombardi, but okay. Two teams that aren't in the playoffs this year. Aaron <laughs> only has one. Packers have several. Aaron only has one. So I have Aaron Rodgers winning the Super Bowl. I hope not. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I get my wish. <laughs> he. <laughs> 
he will not win the Super Bowl. Correct. So there's there's that. Uh, so that was fun though. Hey, and we we got some stuff right, and and we got stuff wrong, and I'm I'm glad we can actually finally figure out we can play past stuff from our show. How about that? How about I do, that? I, how about that? I uh I I did notice in playing those that I, we play with papers way too much, and they were really loud. <laughs> that is true. Uh, yeah, a lot of that. I'm not sure why. Um, all right, so game picks. I uh, I'm leading you 164 to 152 through the regular season. I'm not sure how you want to do the playoffs. If I should give you like two points per game to see if you can catch up, you know well, I was to say. You know what? I love these tissues that have lotion with them. Are they nice? That's the best thing for your nose. Aren't they? They're so great. That's the only ones I'll buy. Okay. You got you got no. It's that's a fair point for all of you out there. The ones with the lotion. Nothing worse than a dry nose. Anyways, I don't know what we're gonna do, but. Uh, for now, we are going to uh, we are going to pick the game. <laughs> we are going to pick the games in uh, for the weekend, except for our own, of course, because you know we'll do that at the very end, and we're almost done here. Thank you for sticking with us in our long episode. Um, getting to my matchups here, and my iPad is broken. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Please send a new iPad to uh, Apple if you're listening. Yeah. Brian McLaughlin. Um, all right. Here we go. So, what do you, I mean, we'll, we'll figure it out. So I could give you some points, you know, try and get it, you know, but I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to my steak dinner. Um, so, Saturday before our game, we get uh, Colts in, in uh, Houston there playing the Texans. Boy, did, well, Texas gets a, gets a football weekend. Two yeah, games. they do. <laughs> All right, so who's winning that game? Ten and six Colts with Captain Andrew Luck. Eleven and five Houston Texans. Both teams nine and two since week six. I got to go with Houston on that one. I'm going to. God, part of me wants to agree, but I think it's going to be. I, I'm going to take Captain Andrew Luck and the Colts. Just because he's had such an amazing comeback here, and I just I think it's not going to end quite yet. But that's another game where I mean, I think kind of pick them. I mean, I think Mister Zero Drops, um, DeAndre Hopkins, is going to be just a little too much for Indianapolis. Ooh, I could see that. Again, I could I, pick the Colts, but I would not be shocked yeah. if Houston wins. They're granted they're division rivals, so they know each other. But I just see, I don't know, I just see Hopkins having a, a big a big day. And then on Sunday, uh, Lack goes to Baltimore to play the Ravens. You got, uh, I mean, the Chargers at 12-4. and four. Uh, Even though they're on the road, they're 7-1 and one on the road this season. So, holy crap. I, I, I don't know what you're going to pick, but I'll, I'm telling you right now, I'm taking Lack. I just don't see... Baltimore, I feel like they, even though at 10 and 6, they squeezed in. Yeah, I'll go with Lack. Although, Baltimore with their rookie quarterback now, there's a chance. but There is a chance, but I'll take, uh, no, take I'll, Lack. I'll take Lack. Can't wait to watch Phillip Rivers win. <laughs> uh, and then your favorite team, the Eagles, going to Chicago to play Da Bears. Now let's remember Nick Foles. That's why I'm worried. 
12 and 4 from December to February since 2013. <laughs> These are fun little stats that are popping up there. That's the thing. Like that that game seems like an easy one to pick, but with you just with Foles, I mean it, it that's total as di- totally different. Uh but on that note, I'm going to take the Bears. I'm going to take the Eagles because I want them to win and I hate I I don't want either one of our teams to have to face the Bears at any point in the playoffs and uh if the eagles win of course that increase you know that's one more chance and the seahawks win that's one more chance that hosting a uh nfc championship (laughs) (laughs) no i think that bear i think the bears defense is going to be scary it's uh, (laughs) yeah it's in and it's in chicago i mean not cold cold and i just that's a scary place but i'll take the eagles why not all right, uh, before we wrap this up, pick our game and get the hell out of here. Uh, like we've been saying the last couple of weeks, if you could do us a huge favor, and if you like what you hear, even if you don't like what you hear. Could you sh- <laughs> <laughs> I really do hope that you like what you hear. I hope you do, yes. But if you don't, that's fine, too. I, I don't know why you keep coming back, but thank you. Thank you. <laughs> if you could do us a favor, and, and we're just looking to grow, as always, uh, share our posts uh if we post something on twitter retweet it we post some on facebook um you know share it if we uh put something on the on the instagram touch that little heart lock it um you you know tell your friends about us and uh expose us to more listeners that's not a that's not a great word to use expose yeah you don't like that yeah tell everybody how about that is it you know because it's 2019 i can't say expose (laughs) without getting in trouble expose us expose us please yes uh all right it's time to pick our game it is time i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it's pointless for us to pick but the scores will be fun because we both know what we're both going to do um yeah that's correct yeah i'm gonna choose dallas i mean uh so (laughs) no yeah i'll go first uh seattle duh winning i'm gonna take seattle and like i said it's gonna be a close game i'm gonna go 28 let's go super close let's go 28 26 Ooh, squeaker not high super high scoring but close all right. And I absolutely believe that it will come down to the fourth quarter because yes. that's a given. Yep, I believe that as well. Um, I'm going to take Dallas. Whoa! <laughs> I feel shocked. I'm just... I'm going to take Dallas. I'm going to go with the the score from 2014. Uh, 30-23. Ooh. Dallas. Okay. Well, that's what I'm going with. 30-23. Which, that was also the last time that Dallas beat Seattle. Because the last three matchups have not gone well. In fact, for actually, you, for you, I thought they've gone just fine. <laughs> Here, so here's the last. Uh, here's the last few scores. So twenty four thirteen earlier this year. Uh, last year you had twenty one twelve. Yep. Uh, and then in fifteen we had that uh, just amazing thirteen to twelve. And then uh, at 14, we had the 30-23 Dallas at Seattle win. Um, The game that broke the home field advantage. And then you had uh, 27-7 Seattle, 
23-13 Dallas, 38-17 Dallas, 34-9 Dallas, and then the 21-20 wildcard game. So, I mean, it's a couple of these games have been close. That, But, yeah, that... But, again, those that, are all different teams, that, though. Thir- you can't... That, uh, well, no, that's true. That's just fun to look at. That 13-12, though, at. that was just... Yeah, I loved that game. There's so much fun So to much. Watch. <laughs> just so much offense and... So much Matt Castle. Oh, God. Yay. All right. Well, now, so you want to, I mean, and I'll go on just a quick. No, go for 10 it. 10 second rant. You really you want to bitch about Dak Prescott. Just remember the, the Matt Castle, Brandon Whedon. Just remember, just remember all of that. And see, and that's the same thing with me. And smile. Same thing with me. Again, another common ground thing here. I bitch about Russell Wilson all the time, I think. Don't I? I think I do. Something like that. Yeah. So much that people call you out on Twitter about it. A lot. And I'm sorry. I he. I think he's just a tad overrated. However, he's fucking Jesus, man. However, great. (laughs) If you look at his numbers, I can't help but say, well, shit, he had a great, great freaking year. And then with what you just said, I can think back to would I rather have clipboard Jesus back here. (laughs) (laughs) Charlie Whitehurst. I mean, uh, what? uh, Tavares Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I could could have those guys, so I, I still think I would take Russell Wilson over those guys easily. So I, I'll, I'll give him more credit, and you know what? I'll give him a ton of credit if he wins this game. Well, good luck to you, my friend. Good luck to you. Uh, I hope that we uh, are able to, you know, come to you know a civil environment next week, no matter what happens, and. <laughs> And continue our show as a two-man thing. Keep a good eye on the old Twitter accounts. You'll, are we that'll doing, probably let you know. Are we doing anything special for the game? Or are we going to be just, you have your space, I have my space? We are not going to mess with the mojo. How about that? I like that. I'm going to leave it the way it is. Because I don't like messing with the mojo. No. No. I'll tell you what, though. If Dallas wins... I will absolutely accept an invitation to come over to your house and watch the rest of the playoffs. (laughs) Deal. Uh, And I would offer the same invitation for you if Seattle wins, but I know you won't take me up on it. So (laughs) never mind. (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, I have a better TV, so that's that's probably why. Well, you do. Uh, But also, you know, I'm just a bigger person than you. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Yes, physically you are. Wow. Ouch. All right. Maybe this will be a one-person show next (laughs) week. Uh, Until next time, go Hawks. Go Cowboys. (laughs) 